You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast with your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 35. Welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm Letitia Ringe and I am a life coach originally from Australia, now based in London, and I help my clients who tend to be women through periods of transition, whether that be in their life, business, career or relationships. And together we go on a journey to discover what their truth is and how they can express that truth in a way that honors their power, purpose, and feels great to them. Each week on the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast, I am sharing here teachings and conversations with people who are creating awesome things in the world, and we discuss how they got to where they are, their advice for finding purpose, well-being, running a business, creativity, and lifestyle, to inspire, empower, and support you listening on your journey to uncovering your truth and purpose. Before we get started, I just love for you to take a moment right now to enter into this space. Maybe you want to take a few moments to do some breath work, some beautiful, loving breaths in through your nose and out through your nose. In through your nose and sighing out any tension you've picked up from your day. Really just letting it all melt away and enjoying this time for yourself to really feel inspired, to get you thinking about things that are going to support you and to just enjoy this part of the day this beautiful space that we're creating together for you. And with that, welcome to today's episode. Our guest today is Kate Myers. Kate is one of my oldest friends. She lives in Sydney, Australia with her husband and two beautiful children. And she is also the founder and woman behind Cake Myers and a soon-to-be yoga teacher. Cake Myers is Kate's cake business, and Kate is a cake lover and decorator. She has an online shop, and she makes custom cakes, cupcakes, and cookies. Her designs are absolutely stunning. She uses fresh flowers, and she made my own cake for my engagement, and it was the star of the evening. You can check out all of her gorgeous pictures and her website at cakemyers.com. So Kate began Cake Myers many years ago as a hobby. And she'll explain in this episode after working in the corporate world in her nine to five, she decided to make it more than a hobby, taking a voluntary redundancy when the opportunity came. What I love about Kate's approach to her business and all of her creations is that she gets you to really feel into the essence of what you're celebrating. On her website, she says, Now as a mum to two beautiful children, I know how amazing it is to create special memories with your loved ones. One of the best things about my job is seeing faces light up with happiness at the sight of a special cake or desserts. I believe cake is more than just a sweet treat. A great cake becomes part of the memory of a great celebration. And I love that I get to play a small part in your happy occasions. I just absolutely adore this because I think many celebrations, we forget what we're actually celebrating. And so it's so beautiful to make this creation with someone and to come up with something that represents and symbolizes exactly what you're celebrating. And I also, I wanted to get Kate onto the podcast because since I've known her, she's always been someone who gets things done. She's just one of those people. You'll know it'll get done if it's with Kate. As she'll explain in this episode, although she's a lover of girly, beautiful, pretty things and creativity and creative expression, she's always been a lover of dance. She's also always been a lover of structure and planning. 
So I feel she's a beautiful example of someone with a gorgeous balance in the way she uses and draws on her masculine and feminine energy, which is perfect for this episode because I'm also pleased to announce that Embrace Your Feminine Essence has now reopened for enrollment. I'll talk about more about that in a moment. So I also wanted to chat with Kate about her own leap, but but also how she dealt with everything she's juggling in life, particularly while being a mother to her two beautiful children. This is a question I often get from people. How on earth can I do this when I have a family? And I don't yet have children of my own. I do have my own small family, but I know that this is an obvious struggle for people. It's still possible. And so I wanted to bring Kate on to talk about how she does this and how it's worked for her. And hopefully her story can inspire something in you too. Kate and I have been waiting to do this episode for a while now. However, it's come at the perfect time as always, because Kate has spent the last six months also navigating a new chapter in her journey after feeling like something was missing in her life. And she's had some really important realizations through that journey, which she shares about in this episode and have led her to doing her yoga teacher training. We also talk about how Kate deals with perfection, fear, not feeling good enough and receiving support. Beautiful, juicy topics for us all to gain some inspiration from and also to know that other people are dealing with exactly the same things that we're all feeling. So my intention for this episode for you today listening is that you feel inspired, empowered and supported, particularly if you're someone looking to take a leap and follow your inspiration or your intuition and Also for those who are juggling a creative project or business with running a family. I've also pulled a card for us all and I'll be sharing what that is at the end of the episode. Now, before we dive on into this beautiful conversation with Kate, I also want to let you know of a couple more exciting announcements. So the first, of course, is that I am so pleased to announce that Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my online course, version 2.0 is now open for enrollment. If you're not familiar with Embrace Your Feminine Essence, it is my signature online course to embrace your feminine power and live as the empowered woman you are. So we all have access to two sources of power, our yang or masculine energy and our yin or feminine energy. And without understanding how to use both of these, we will find ourselves not experiencing life with ease and flow and that there is also a lot of difficulty getting things done or creating the life that you truly desire. Any sort of suppression of either our masculine or feminine energy leads to suffering. But when we understand how to work with our bodies, our hormonal cycle and these two sources of power, which is what you will be learning in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, we learn how to create our life in a way that is sustainable, effective, productive, and fulfilling. One that feels good and is authentic to us. My intention for creating and teaching this course is to help you to understand that both sources of power within you are equally as important and available to you and to form a beautiful, supportive and harmonious balance between the two so that you're working with your flow and not against it. If you're interested in exploring more of the details, then please check out my website, letitiaringe.com forward slash E-Y-F-E, which stands for Embrace Your Feminine Essence. I also want to mention that if you are based in London, I've just released the details of our next flow circle here in London. It's on the 20th of October, and we will be exploring the theme of self-expression and emotional intelligence. If you want more information on that, check out LetitiaRinge.com forward slash events, and you will find the event, the flow circle right there. And finally, if you are 
interested in becoming a life coach and in particular are interested in learning more about the training that I took and the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, make sure you listen to episodes 33 and 34 on this podcast. And you can also check out my Become a Coach page, which is at letitiaringe.com forward slash become a coach. Now, one last announcement. I want to thank the beautiful person who left a review for me. And the name is Kuku Kolchu from South Africa, who says Letitia's podcast is incredibly inspiring and energizing. Listening to it adds so much joy and wisdom to my life, and it makes me feel part of a community. It is also a wonderful resource for finding other like-minded people who are doing inspiring things. Thank you so much, beautiful, for this comment. I really love that this is exactly how you're feeling. You feel that you're part of a community here, that we're all together, that it's connecting you to other like-minded or like-hearted people. This is exactly what I want. I love to know that this podcast is providing you with the means to connect with other people because I've been there before where I've really, really, really wanted to make other connections and not knowing where to find them. And so I'm so happy that you've been able to find that here. So thank you so very much. And if you haven't yet left a review on iTunes, it would be so wonderful if you did. Make sure you send me an email or a DM when you do so I can say a special thank you to you. And now let's dive into today's episode with Kate Myers. Welcome, Kate, to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice to have you here. So nice to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so lovely. Kate is one of my longtime friends. We went to school together and I really wanted to have you on Kate because you've been such a great role model to me throughout my life and especially now having the benefit of hindsight. And so I really wanted to have you on. Plus it's so fun to talk to a friend, someone I've known for so long and just talk through some yeah really fun topics that I think so many of our listeners will also find really beneficial. So to get us started, could you let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you're currently creating in the world today? Uh, Well, my name's Kate. Um, Currently, I'm creating lots of cakes, lots (laughs) of sweet stuff. I think most, or not importantly, but at the moment, the biggest thing for me is I'm creating myself like a happy body and happy mind um, with daily yoga practice which for me is, yeah, a big change, but I feel so good. I feel like I've got this extra energy even to create more cakes and more creative energy, and I just, I feel so good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I love that. And so what has been the biggest, like, shift into that happy, happy mind, happy body, good health? Yeah, I just, I kind of felt like in the last six months or so that I had all these great things, um, I've got a beautiful family. I've got a beautiful home. I've got, you know, great job. I, I love everything that I do, but I just felt like something was missing. I could not put my finger on it. I was like, what? I just don't feel like something's right. And I couldn't figure it out what. And I started going to yoga for myself, just an hour for myself. And that's when it kind of clicked that I wasn't giving any time to myself. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's where it all kind of started. Yeah, and you're a mother of two, so... Yeah. (laughs) I think that's something many of the mothers will be able to relate to, of course. So, yeah. So then you found some, you found that space for yourself through yoga. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, it's kind of just gone from there. Um, Now I I don't feel guilty for, you know, having an hour for myself to go to yoga or to do a meditation or go for a walk or just have some time for myself. Um, That's kind of, yeah, where it's come from. And, And since I've spent that time for myself, I feel like I'm a better version of myself. I can give more of myself to my kids or to my family or to my friends because I kind of feel more at ease with myself or like I'm trying to find myself again that I almost lost when I had my children and then all my focus was on them or the business or, Mm. yeah, it's just kind of finding that balance again. Oh, my gosh. I just have goosebumps with you saying that. Oh, I, I understand so much and I just think so many people will be able to understand that feeling too. 
And I think for women, it's like such a significant thing. We're so used to like giving ourselves to other people, you know, to support other people. We're like naturally nurturing. Yeah. So, all right, let's dial it back slightly to when you first started your business, Cake Myers, because mm-hmm. so how old were you again? Uh, actually, I, I shouldn't write this down. I should know this off the top of my head. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I started as a kid decorating cakes with my mum. I was always, you know, loving to be in the kitchen. I loved creating things and I love sweet things. So I've always had that in me. Um, it was only really when I started working full time in a corporate role, which was in a way a little bit boring, that I was looking for something creative to do. Mm. And that's when I thought, why can't I make these fancy cakes? I can see other people doing it. I, I want to do something like that. I could have a go at that. And I did a few courses um, while I was still working full time and I kind of just found I had a knack for it and I really enjoyed it. It was like my switch off time. It was almost like a meditation in a way that um, I had that switch off that, yeah, kind of gave me something, a creative outlet. And people started to see what I was doing, especially at work, and they started saying, can you make something for me? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, we'll pay you to make something. And I was like, yeah, sure, okay, I, I could do that. And it kind of took off from there. Um, And then while I was still working in this corporate position, um, an opportunity came up for a voluntary redundancy. And I thought, this is, is this, you know, telling me something that I I should have a go at this. I'm going to give it a go. And I did. I took the voluntary redundancy. And then from there, I kind of just went with it. Um, I've learned, you know, I've done a lot more courses. I've learned a lot more. I've, um, yeah, really enjoyed that growth to, to get where I am now. And so much has changed with like how you can market yourself since you first started as well. So much has changed. When I first started, it was kind of Facebook um, was kind of just kind of coming on the scene, I guess. Yep. Um, whereas now Instagram is definitely for, for my work for cakes is definitely um, where it's at. I mean, everybody wants to look at pictures and look for inspiration and, um, yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. Which I mean, it's a good thing that it's changing. I think it's easier to find inspiration and find things that you love. And yeah, that's definitely changed. And then that's added like a new skill set as well to your business because now it's there's the real, um, you know, the photographs and videos and all of those. And that's creative in itself as well. Oh, Have definitely. you enjoyed like learning all of that and then applying it sort of in a like through a creative lens or outlet? Yeah, I have definitely enjoyed it, but I'm still I'm still learning. Like yeah. there's so much to take on. Um, and with photography, I look at other photos. I'm like, oh, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of upgraded photo like cameras, and my husband helps me with the, a lot of the photos and stuff. But there's so much to learn. And once your own business, it's your baby, and you want it to be perfect. But I think one of the things I realize is that not everything can be perfect. Um, from that sense, because just, there's so much to take on um, and when you're one person you can't know and do anything straight away it's kind of a learning a learning process yes absolutely so yeah. how have you dealt with perfection actually I think that's a topic that many people relate to <laughs> I'm still struggling with it to be honest I mean I still I still have to remind myself it's okay it doesn't have to be perfect or we'll get to perfect later or we'll get to where you're happy later but I still really struggle with that because <laughs> in, I am a perfectionist I want everything to be perfect um yeah. I love that you say we'll get to perfect later. I think that's yeah. such a nice way to look at it. Yeah, that's so beautiful because it's like it's not telling yourself that you can't, you know, get better and better and that you're not trying to get better and better, but it's like and it's also like really practical present moment. Okay, we've just got to like get this done and, you know, we'll keep improving. I love that. I think it's that's one of the biggest lessons I found as well with creating well my business too but also just anything I'm also really struggle with perfection and then that stops me from you know completing things because I think that they're never perfect that's it isn't it and what's what you think of perfect in your mind other people might think that's crazy anyway so oh yeah absolutely so many people would look at your Instagram and see the beautiful cakes that you've made or you know all, all your customers as well and just think yeah. they are perfect and but you notice like little things and you always want more from yourself oh always like oh I could have done that just slightly different or I could have done this in hindsight's a a great and bad thing right so 
Yeah, absolutely. And also, I guess it's like, you know, creativity requires you to be vulnerable because it's like your, it's, it's your vision. How have you dealt with feeling like vulnerable in that way? Yeah, definitely. I think now it's easier for me. Um, I think people have an idea of what my style is and they kind of understand that. Whereas at the beginning, a lot of people would come to me with a picture and say, I want this cake. Um, can you make it? And I guess in the early days I would be like, yes, I can try and recreate that for you. Um, And I feel like that's when it wasn't really my true style or whereas now if I say, give me your color palette or give me your theme and let me create something for you, um, which in some ways is a bit scarier because maybe we're not on the same page, but then I feel like if they know my work, they're going to trust what I'm going to do for them anyway. Oh, that's so true. And I I guess that's what's so great about Instagram as well, because people like that people really get a sense of you and your brand before they actually make an order or work with you. So yeah, I think that's actually like really helpful for people to be, yeah, to really like go with their own style to trust that. Yeah. And now I'm not scared to say no as well. If they're saying, you know, I want a cake that's like this, and that's not my style or I, that doesn't fit with my branding, I can, I'm can. i not scared to say, I'm sorry, I'm probably not the best person to create that for you. Um, yeah, I, I'm not scared to say that anymore. Whereas before I'd have to, I felt like I had to say yes or try and please everybody, whereas now I know I can't. Yes, absolutely. That would have been such a huge weight off your shoulders, being able to do that, you know. It's really taking the power back rather than, yeah. you know, and also being able to to then perfect your own style too because you get more opportunities to work on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so you've done Cake Myers. That's been the focus for, you know, a long time, over a decade. Uh, at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's been a long time. Like when you're a kid, you're working on it, you know, you've sort of eased into it. I remember when we were in school and you were like telling us, this is what you're going to do. Like you're going to go and start a business. And, I, and yeah. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like, so I just, I wish that I had like that clarity at that when I was in school too. And instead I was sort of like, oh, I've got no idea what I want to do, but I want to do something amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the like, no, this is like my next step. What was it like at that time? I think especially when you made the decision to take the voluntary redundancy and go like really give it a great shot like what what were you feeling at that time and how did you know that that was your right next step I think I was excited but also a little bit scared um definitely excited to you know try something new and to really give it a go but I was also scared because I was kind of losing that security of a you know regular income or knowing where my next you know pay is coming in I I knew I was going to lose that um that was probably the scary thing so I had that fear but I also found it interesting that other people had that fear for me, um, even that if it didn't really directly affect them, that they kind of put that fear on me as well. Like, oh, but what about if you don't get enough orders or what if you don't, you know, have enough to pay your bills? And then I, I kind of thought well, it doesn't even really affect them for starters. Um, yeah. It's just interesting that that's a fear that, yeah, it wasn't just for myself, but other people kind of projecting onto me as well. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. That is such a huge fear for I think everyone because we really think that um you know having a stable steady income through employment is you know that that's like risk-free I think we have that in our mind and then and and I would like argue against that that it's not risk-free you know there are people you know made redundant people um also can get fired you know there's lots yeah. of different things that happen but yeah, yeah I agree so everyone you're so so frightened about that but then on top of your own fear you've then got people projecting yeah and then it becomes like even bigger in your mind and this is why I think people are so scared to like take that leap and even if it's like just you know going down to four days a week or cutting down yeah. your hours in some way so how did you deal with that at the time I kind of made a plan. So I had a plan that I wanted to be able to, you know, make three cake orders a week or whatever. I can't even remember what it was at the time, but I had a plan. And, and then I had to kind of figure out how was I going to meet that plan? Um, so I did work a little bit on, you know, marketing and a website and photos. And I did, I had to make a plan and stick to it. So that was kind of, and even now that's how I make it work. I've got a plan. And I think if you really want something, you make it work and you, you make it happen. 
Yeah, and also I guess it shows you that it's possible too when you sort of sit down and nut out the details of exactly what you'd need to to make this like feasible and realistic. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just a matter of, okay, well, this is what I'm sort of working towards. So, yeah. Okay, so planning. And do you enjoy planning? I am such a sucker for planning and routine. <laughs> Diary writing and list making, it's probably a bit ridiculous. But I write every- <laughs> down um even I still get paid out I have a you know a diary that I hand write all my you know routines and everything that's going to be happening I write down um I just feel like I'm more at ease and I'm not stressed if I know what the plan is and I know what's going to be happening I just feel like yeah I'm much more relaxed Oh, I, I love list making too. And I've had to like <laughs> wean myself off of, you know, being so reliant, <laughs> reliant on my list. But yeah, I understand. And it, it's sort of like just getting everything out of your head and then, and also like a way to remember <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. many moving parts, especially like with you, with a business and as a mother and with everything else that's going on in your life, you know, it's important to have be able to have something like a process. A process is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And routine as well. Like I do have a – I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly to the minute or anything like that. I'm not that crazy. Um, <laughs> but I do like to have a routine. So I generally – I know what's going to be happening. Um, and generally I stick to it as well. So I find that helps a lot as well. That's interesting. So planning and structure and routine, that's like very masculine energy, like yang traits. Yes. And so it's interesting, but then like your business is very creative and that's more feminine, like the artistic. Have you found like, have you found sort of tapping into these two different, you know, um, sources of power that we all have within us? Have you found that you've had like a more of a dominance with one or, or over the other? I think generally pretty balanced. I don't know if that's because I'm Libra or I'm not sure, but I do find I'm in some ways I am quite balanced. Um, I mean, I'm a very creative person. I like that nurturing as well. So, but then I do, I like the business side of it as well, which I know is the more masculine energy. So I think, yeah, generally my energies are pretty balanced. Yeah. I would say that is too, that too, like from knowing you, because it's so interesting because you've done like dancing, you you know, the your business is so creative and there's, when I think of you, I think of very feminine, but then I know that you are into the, you love like, you know, order and structure and all of that. So I wonder like where you got that, you know, that beautiful balance of both of those, because for a lot of us, it's like tipped over the other side or we don't really know how to, how to keep and maintain a healthy balance. Yeah. So did you always feel like that even in school? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I'm always drawn to creative things. Um, I always have been. I mean, you know, dancing or making cakes or art or just creating things. I've always had that strong creative energy and passion for for pretty and girly things. Um, But in saying that, thinking back, like I've always liked having routine and structure as well. Um, and that's the perfect match because we can't yeah. like we can't we have to be able to have a process and structure in order to be able to actually get our like ideas off the yeah. ground. So yeah, with your business, you know, realizing that the planning was so important, I think that's such a helpful piece of advice for people because we can have this idea or we can want to create something or be creative, but we also have to have this like we have to have this structural support to actually bring it to life or, or make it happen or, or make something profitable, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I so agree. So Kate, what do you think like, for you, what does purpose mean for you and how have you found that in your life? Actually, when I, this is hard for me and I think I'm still trying to, I guess, work out what purpose is. Um, and I think sometimes I mean, purpose and priorities get a bit muddled up. Um, I'm a mom, so obviously my purpose is in that sense to take care of my children. Um, but then I also find that, yeah, I, I need to make myself happy as well to really fulfill, I guess, my purpose. Um, yeah. So you've realized that your own happiness can only be, you know, is so linked to fulfilling your own purpose Yeah, and that has to be made a priority 
yeah, so I can make other people happy in that sense. Yeah. And I've, this probably sounds really silly, but I've only really kind of worked this out in the last six months or so, because like I said earlier, I felt like I had all these, you know, great things, but something was missing. Um, and it was making myself happy first that was missing. Um, and how did yeah. you know something was missing? Is it something that you know now because you've got the benefit of hindsight or do, is it something that you just like instinctively knew at that time? Yeah, I just something in, in me. I couldn't even explain it. And I was trying to tell my husband, I'm like, I just, I don't even know what's wrong. I just feel like something's off. I just, I feel like something's not quite right with myself. Um, and I actually went to a Reiki um, oh. therapist and that's when it kind of all kind of started to click. And then I was starting to do yoga and I was starting to listen to my body more and then yeah, I worked out that it's it's me not taking care of myself um, in that sense that was missing. Oh, I love that because yeah. actually one of the things I've been thinking about more recently is about like purpose really being about, you know, your own self-growth and development. Like what if that's all it is, is just, you know, really honouring your – and your body is, has so much intelligence so it's a yeah. really great, you know, vessel to sort of – Uh, move you forward towards where you need to go when we're listening to it and that requires us to be connected to it but our purpose like is something that will change because we change we want to grow and so what how purpose might manifest in our life might be different depending on what stage of our life we're at yeah definitely and I think it's okay to change and want different things and your purpose to change as as things change in your life as well um I don't know, I think a lot of people have in their head that if I'm a mum, I have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's okay to want to do something else or obviously your children are still, you know, very important. Yeah. But it's okay to take care of yourself and to have that hour to yourself or whatever it be. And it's such a great role model for your children as well, like that it's okay for them to do that too, you know, and to yeah. to fill themselves up, you know, before they go out giving to other people. Yeah, of course, Yeah. So when it comes to your like make having that realization that you know your that you need to fill yourself up before your kids, before your business, before your clients, before you know your husband, all of this, how has that like helped you emotionally? I just feel lighter, and it, I, maybe it sounds crazy, but I feel lighter. Um, I feel happier. I feel calmer. I feel like I've got more energy. I feel like I've got more of everything I just I feel so much better in myself and I don't think I even realized how I was say six months ago at the time um it's just looking back now I was like oh wow I I really was missing I guess I I know what it is now but I really was missing something um I think like the reason I asked that is just I think that for it's it's not tangible these things that we talk about and when and that that that's something missing that you're you're speaking about. This is something that I hear time and time again from people that, and it's something that I felt myself. And and you can't necessarily explain what it is or put a put your yeah. finger on it. Or really, it's yeah, it's not tangible, and it's so hard to explain to the people around us because they might look and think, oh, well, you seem fine, and you are fine, but it's you've got a house, you've got it, you've got all these things, or you've got. You've got a car, you've got a nice, it's just, it's not even about those material things. It's, yeah, that feeling inside. Yes, absolutely. And I also love that you mentioned this feeling of lightness, because I think that's something people can relate to of when you do feel like you, um, when you sort of, when you definitely feel whatever that void is. And I, and also it's so interesting that it's been something physical that has really helped, that has helped you, but from a, like, connecting you to yourself rather than like the maybe for weight loss or whatever it is or even uh, creative expression it's like it's something I I don't think a lot of people think about movement as connecting themselves like to themselves agreed yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) definitely does (laughs) and so you're of course um, about to start training as well as a yoga teacher so are you, yes. you're, and you're obviously incredibly excited and I'm going to start training as well next year. So I'm ex- so excited we're doing this, you know, around the same sort of time. And so this next chapter that you're going into, are you, you've obviously got, you know, some ideas about what you might want to do with it, but 
do you how are you sort of creating the space for this you know next I guess for the training itself like in your mentally in your life like how do you prepare for for big things like this as a mother as a business owner um as a as a human (laughs) I'm very excited and the funny thing is I've written some lists Because I do, I need to be organised. So, I mean, it's quite an intense um, month for me. But while the teacher training is on, it's 200 hours um, over the month. And, and during that time, a lot of the things that I do usually on a day-to-day, I won't be able to do. Um, so I will be relying on other people's help. So my family will be helping, friends will be helping. And I need a list for the <laughs> to help them get through the things that I guess I usually do. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing, uh, biggest challenge, I guess, well, for me will yeah. be letting go of some of those things that I do um, on a day-to-day basis that I have to pass on to somebody else. And is that hard for you to do? Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know why. I think as a mum, and I, I know I'm not the only one, you feel like you're, it's your responsibility, it's your job. And sometimes it's hard to ask for help. Even though other people, you know, they always offer, it's hard to say yes to that help sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I where this comes from I don't know why mums think that they have to do it all Mm. Uh, the saying used to be you know it takes a village to raise a child and I don't know why we think that we need to do it ourselves. that's so true I I mean just there's one thing in actually asking for the support which is hard so hard in itself and then also allowing yourself to like receive that support as well because we can sort of um, get the support, but then feel really guilty about it. So it's, yeah. it's, there's that process too. Yeah. I've, I've experienced the same thing in, I mean, I, I don't have um, any kids yet, but I've experienced the same thing throughout my life in asking for support, wanting to do it yeah. all myself, like feeling like as an independent woman, I need to like yeah. literally never ask for help and, <laughs> and realizing oh, that yeah, I know, I, I, I know. But you know what? I was thinking about this. I was talking to someone the other day and I think like remember when we were in school, all of the like music and role models we had, it was all about this like women being independent, you know, we do it all. We don't need like no men to help us and all of this stuff. Like yeah. I'm just thinking like Beyonce, like Destiny's Child. And, <laughs> and I think like that really like stays with you though and you just – and we've really felt – I'm just talking about, you know, at least from our generation – it yeah. it is this like I have to do it all, and that relying and asking for help is like is like weak in some way. Yeah. But then yeah. we have. But then we le- realize that actually it's like so much more powerful to be able to ask for the help and not feel guilty and know that like we're all contributing. And then and and it's so beautiful. Like when someone asks you if you can help them, you're like sort of yeah. honored. You know, if it if it's something that you you know obviously if it's yeah. something that you want to help with but you know when you give to someone it's so that's such a great feeling too but not when you're completely depleted yourself yeah of course yeah yeah within reason but yeah, yeah I mean I do I love helping people so yeah, why is it so hard to accept help from other people because I'm sure they probably get the same feeling that I get when I'm able to help them so yeah I, 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 I still even now I still struggle with that that guilt every now and then will come back that oh I should be doing that myself or I could do that myself but then I kind of have to think it I know I could do it myself but somebody is offering to help me so take it <laughs> take it yeah exactly oh I think yeah that's a, such thank you so much for sharing that because I think people more people need to hear that other people feel like that and also that yeah. it's okay to ask for help I really do feel like the people that I see who do ask for help they do seem like more powerful to me in a way and actually more yeah. independent in a way because they sort of, you know, are taking taking that lead and like and re- recognising where their limits are as well. You know, we yeah. can't literally do everything all the do time. Everything. Yeah, you really can't unless you want to burn out. You really can't do everything. Yeah, um, so true. Oh, I love that. Thank yeah. you. So when it's come <laughs> to like, yeah, juggling life, with everything you have as a mother and with kids and sorry, well, they're the same thing, mother, kids, business, everything you've got going on. So your, your routine, having a routine, having structure is really important. Is there anything else that you've used to like sort of juggle everything and to 
allow yourself to make this space for yourself? Yeah, well, definitely more recently is relying, not relying, but accepting help, I guess, from other people. Because if, if I didn't accept that help, I wouldn't have that time for myself. Um, so that's, I guess, a, a big part of it now as well as accepting the help. Yeah. So I can get that hour to myself or wh- whatever it be. What do you think helped you to make that shift in your mind? Um, just realising that I was burning out. Um I was trying to do too many things, trying to please too many people, trying to fit too much into a schedule. Um, And I guess that feeling of, you know, something's not right, that's where it kind of kicked off from there. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. that was the same for me. It's like you just sort of reach your (laughs) – well, I think as a perfectionist as well, you sort of have to reach that that little – have to be tipped over the edge in some way to, like, recognise that, okay, I I need the help now. Yeah. And to really accept it then. Okay. Well, that's, thank you for sharing that. I think it's a really important topic. So I also would love to ask about self-worth because this is something that everybody struggles with, you know, some sort of um, self-worth, like not feeling like they're good enough to do whatever they're doing or not feeling like you're smart enough or business savvy enough or, you know, all of these things. What has been one of your like biggest self-worth struggles that you've had in your life and what have you used to sort of overcome that? I think there's lots and even now to be honest it's still I wouldn't say a struggle but it's still definitely a part of now as well for me. Um, The biggest one I think probably when I first started was am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Am I creative enough? Am I different enough? Am I special enough? These are all like I guess normal questions for anybody like doing something creative I guess. Um, but they were definitely the biggest. And then, I don't know, I think maybe hearing people and seeing people's reaction to my work um, kind of started to really sink in that I am good enough and I, I can do this and why can't I do this? Of course I can do this. Like they're all kind of, yeah, went together well. So Yeah, that yeah. am I good enough is, yeah, that, that's a that's a big big self-limiting belief that I think you know we've all got because you know we're comparing ourselves to everyone around us and doubting ourselves you know managing our expectations and all of that so did you have you also have you have you always found that you're aware of those sorts of thoughts that you've had yeah I, I think at the time maybe not so much but looking back now definitely yeah that was that was definitely <laughs> and so overcoming that has been really just being asking well if that if if I can see that this person's can do this then why can't I and yeah and just really shifting that I guess you even when you're not consciously aware of what those limiting beliefs are just questioning every sort of doubt that you have, every fear and seeing, have, I think having examples of other people who are doing it is really important. You know, they really yeah. show you, they inspire you, They, but they also show you like, oh, this is possible. Like it is, if someone else can do it, like you said, then okay, well then what's stopping too. me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so helpful to have people who inspire you around you always in whatever field you're interested in. Yeah. So I'd love to know, what does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? (laughs) I think this is tricky, actually, in a way. I mean, because, I mean, you want to take care of yourself first. But then for me, it's not just about myself. Like, I want my life to be beautiful with my family and my friends and the people that are close to me. So it's not just about me. Yes. Um, kind of about everybody I want everybody to feel good and I want everybody to feel happy as well not that I can make everybody happy but I'm just saying I want them to feel as good as I do um the people around me and the people that I love and do you think because because only we can you know be responsible for our happiness then that means that really it's it's about each person taking taking that responsibility for their happiness and making time for it Yes, of course. Yeah, I can't. I know that I can't make people. It's not my job to make them happy. I mean, I like making people happy, but you know, in a whole sense, I guess I can't actually make them happy. It's up to them um, to make themselves happy, which is what I've kind of realized myself as well. That I need to do it for myself. I need to make myself happy before 
nobody else can do it for me. Well, I love that answer because that's so true. Like it, it's, and this is what, when I sort of created what I had in mind, when I created the creator life that is beautiful, it was really about, you know, everybody looking after themselves and creating what they love, what they enjoy, what they're inspired by. And when we have people who are doing all of that, they're so much happier, so much healthier, fulfilled. And it means, you know, when we're interacting together, it's obviously a more uplifting experience for everyone. But as you said, it's so wonderful to to know that the people around you are also satisfied and happy themselves and to see that and to be able to reflect that in each other. So I think that's a really beautiful example. Thank you so much. And then I've just got two more questions for you, Kate. I would love to know, you know, I you're a big person with rituals. So like what specifically do or routine? I like to call them a ritual just just because. What what specifically do you like what are some of your favorites that you love to do? I have rituals pretty much for every night. <laughs> I love it. Um, and that's probably my favorite one. We have a family dinner. Um, so my parents and quite often my brother and um, his wife, we all have a dinner together with the kids and which is a really nice family time. Um, and then once they're home and everyone's, you know, in bed, I kind of have a routine for myself where it'll be silly things like, you know, putting on a face mask or doing a hair mask or just preparing myself for the week ahead. Sunday's my, probably my favorite. I love I love that it's the end of the week and almost the start of a new week, um, which I know most people think, oh, Sunday night, but I actually love Sunday nights. My, yeah, my favorite getting ready for the new week. I love that. Um, yeah. And it's also great. It's about that. You love planning and preparing. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and I do, I even do silly things like I'll lay out all the kids clothes for the next day or have their bags packed for the next day or have my gym gear out ready to go. I just like that routine and, um, that planning of knowing what's going, what's, what's next. And, and also obviously now with yoga, you know, is, is that sort of like a daily or like, I don't know, however often you do it, but daily, yeah, you, 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 you've got that each day too. And would you say that that's sort of like a ritual in itself? Definitely. I look forward to it. I think I crave yoga now. If I have to miss it because I have, you know, something else on, I think, oh, I'll have to go home and, you know, do it not for anybody else, but for myself, like I, I crave it for myself. Mm. Um, and I remember when I, before I started really getting into it, I would maybe do one class a week or two classes a week and think, Oh, I couldn't get up too early to do it. I'd rather go at nighttime, but now I'm happy to get up an hour earlier. So I'll get up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning so mm. I can start my day with yoga or Pilates or just start the day for myself. Yep. Um, yes. I think if you really want something, you, you make it work and you make it happen. It's not really, it's not a chore or I enjoy it. I'm happy to get up for it. Yeah, because you love it. And well, actually just on that with yoga, you had, we were speaking about this, you know, before we started recording, but before, you, you know, you've been a dancer your whole life, basically, virtually. Yeah. To, and yeah. yoga was never something that was like a big part of what, of what you did until more recently. Um, yeah. So what was, yeah, what, what has been the shift for you and like how you've sort of perceived yoga? So definitely yoga in my earlier days was more about, you know, the strength and flexibility and holding poses and, you know, how long can I hold this balance for? It wasn't so much about the spirituality side of it or um, the meditation side or anything like that. It was purely, I guess, a, a fitness and exercise kind of routine whereas in the last six months or so I've really noticed the benefits for my body and for my mind and for myself rather than just you know holding a pose or worrying about what's happening in the class um yeah which yeah I wish I had earlier I wish I had have known the benefits for my mind earlier oh yes oh my gosh I so agree and it's so important like who your teacher is and finding someone you know who resonates for you and they just like spark something yeah and I've had some amazing teachers that all teach completely different styles but they just kind of click and I just I love that they're all so different but I can take something different from all of them and yeah they've just I'm yeah very lucky very lucky that I've got to get into this um yeah and in some ways I wish 
been earlier, but I'm so grateful that it's now and not later. So yeah, yeah. it's come at the perfect time for you. You might it might not have had the as big an impact had it been earlier. That's true as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. because I, I like yoga yeah. has such a huge place in my heart as well. And I just feel like particularly for if you're suffering from anxiety or even depression, I think that yoga is really, really helpful in helping you to like move through all of those emotions and to like even in the way you, you know you hold yourself and you feel more confident in some, in a lot of the poses. And then, but also just sort of like shifting that energy around, like the emotions, we hold so much of it in our body. Yeah, definitely. So that's why you just feel so much better. <laughs> the first yoga classes, and I spoke to my teacher about it as well afterwards, I, I cried. I didn't even know, like, why was I crying? It was just a release of that energy and I didn't even know what was happening. Um, yeah, so it's quite interesting that you, your body does. I mean, it holds on to things that you don't even yeah. realise absolutely actually I went to this like it so basically it's like you're just holding a couple of poses throughout the it's like very relaxing and um and there was this one pose and yeah I was in it for like 15 minutes it's not painful or anything it's like really super relaxing and I was just I just started crying like tears just started coming out of my eyes and I was like oh my gosh this is so strange but it felt so beautiful and I felt so great after and it it was amazing. It was just like such, like such a simple pose as well, but it had done something to me. It's release. Yeah. Such a release. Whatever was, yeah. Whatever was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. And I'm so excited to see how your yoga journey continues to unfold. And so I'd love to know our final question is just what is in store for you for, I know that you can't tell me what's going to happen, but you know, what, for now, what's, what's your plan for, you know, what's your vision for the next six to 12 months? How can we keep in touch with you as well? Uh, well, definitely, obviously my focus in the next month or so will be my yoga journey, which I'm very excited about. Um, <laughs> but I've also, I, I guess, Cakes is still a big part, um, and I I still love it. I, if I didn't love it, I guess I wouldn't be doing it anymore. But I really do love it, and it's changed a lot from when I first started as well. And I'm excited about the change, and I'm learning new things and trying different techniques. And so I guess that's still um, a big part of my plan for the next six to twelve months as well. And then incorporating maybe cakes and yoga. <laughs> oh, I love that! Yeah, I'm so excited yeah. to see how how you incorporate them. Yeah, that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, but... <laughs> but well I just want to thank you so much Kate for coming on and sharing so openly and honestly about how you've sort of navigated these changes and how you've dealt with some of the you know these really hard uh, emotions and experiences that I know everyone will be able to relate to something that you've said in this because it is so relatable and honestly you've been such a great role model for me like I love your the balance that you have shown throughout your life (laughs) with you know it we need these sorts of role models and I have just really loved as well how you've always whatever you've wanted you've gone and created it and you've also shown um, someone who does it in a really you know loving compassionate and authentic you know you're 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 so all of this and more and I think you don't realize it and that's what makes it even more special but thank you for being a great friend (laughs) so there it is my beautiful friend thank you so much for listening and thank you to Kate Myers for coming on the podcast and sharing her gorgeous wisdom with us all I'm so thankful to Kate sharing her journey with us, especially about needing to find something more for herself. Things change, you know, I've got to keep checking in all the time and our bodies are such a wonderful way to receive intelligence, to hear from our intuition, to know when something is not right, when things need to change, when we're not in alignment with our purpose. They are such a useful tool. And receiving support 
especially as women, that is something we find difficult to do on so many levels. And even when we receive it, we still feel guilty about it. And so we don't actually enjoy fully receiving. Yeah, these are all topics that we discuss in Embrace Your Feminine Essence because we talk about feelings, we talk about body intelligence, and we talk about how we fully receive. I also love Kate talking about how much she loves routine and a structure. And these are also topics that we discuss in Embrace Your Feminine Essence and in anything that you're doing with me because we need a strong foundation. We need our masculine. We need the fluidity of our feminine. I love to use the example here of a tree. So you can imagine that if you were a tree, you have deep, deep, deep roots into the earth, going all the way down to the center of the earth, like they extend far and wide or deep and wide. That is the foundation, the structure for the tree so that it's able to rise up into the sky and with its beautiful big branches, but it's, you know, thin trunk in comparison to the breadth that it extends And with the beautiful leaves all over it, it's only able to stand like that because of its strong foundation. And so this is what masculine and feminine energy is. We've got to have the strong, solid planning structure foundation that is our masculine. And it's so much more than that. But we also need our feminine. We need to be able to change just like Kate has in recognizing that she needed something else in her life, that something else was calling for her. So she needed to be able to feel her feelings, to be aware of them, to have that body intelligence, to listen, to flow with what she was receiving. And that, my friends, is feminine energy. So we've got to have both of them. We've gotta do that or we will find either way either way when we suppress the other it's just going to end up in suffering when we go too far into our feminine energy we don't create anything we don't get anything done and so we don't have the fulfillment of actually bringing our ideas to life of doing something with the information we get through our feelings through our body etc And if we go the other way where we're too much in our masculine and we're constantly striving and hustling and doing, we don't give ourselves any space to receive from our intuition, to hear from it or to, you know, receive our ideas. We just, we don't get that inspiration, that curiosity. There's nowhere to to get it because we're so crammed uh, up in the mind and, and just exerting So masculine and feminine energy, it's so important, all about balance. And this is perfect for Libra season, which is Kate's birthday month, as you might have picked up in the episode, because Libra is all about balance. So it's actually worked out so beautifully that this is the time that Embrace Your Feminine Essence has become reopened for enrollment. I love to go with the flow. And so I've allowed this to just happen organically. And this is where it's landed. So again, if you are interested in learning more about Embrace Your Feminine Essence and maybe joining us to go on this journey, then please check out LetitiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. And here's a beautiful quote for you. Suppressing our feelings only makes it harder to let them go. Expression is the opposite of depression. This quote actually comes from the psychologist Edith Eager, who has written a book called The Choice, which one of my beautiful friends and clients gifted to me and It's been such an incredibly eye-opening book to read. It's all about her experience uh, of the Holocaust and life after that, how she's dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder. It's obviously an incredibly moving book and it's uh, very similar in many ways to Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. So if you were moved by that book, which I'm sure you will have been if you read it. It's also a very key one uh, for purpose research. You'll also uh, find 
Edith's book, The Choice, uh, also incredibly moving. And I think that this is just in thinking about post-traumatic stress disorder and what she says about when we don't express that leads to depression. I think this is just really a key takeaway to have from this. You know, we're obviously dealing with a lack of expression of our feelings in very different circumstances to what Edith experienced. But even when we don't express our feelings in our day-to-day life and we're not aware of them, they have damaging consequences for all of us, men and women, and people who also, of course, do not identify with gender at all. We've got to be able to express and connect with our feelings and and also, again, have our masculine energy to help us create things in our life. So the point of this message is simply to say that if you are someone who feels like you're ignoring a feeling or you know not experiencing your feelings uh, because they might be painful, that now's the time to stop and just find out what's there. Because when you do... You can change, you can pivot, really your journey is in your hands and you can start a new chapter in your the beautiful book that is your life. You can start a new chapter and hey, maybe that chapter is joining us in Embrace Your Feminine Essence. Okay, but now I want to hear from you. Are you a mother also juggling a business or creative project or want to be? What has helped you? Or have you felt that urge for something more in your your life? Or are you experiencing that urge right now? Come and share with us. I'd love to hear from you. You can tag Kate and I on Instagram. You can find Kate at Cake Myers. So C-A-K-E Myers is M-Y-E-R-S. And her new account, her new yoga account, which is actually one of my favorite accounts to follow because it's so fun, is Kate Myers Does Yoga. And of course, you can also find me at Create a Life That Is Beautiful. You can also check out Kate's website at cakemyers.com. And if you're in Australia and you're in Sydney and you have an event coming up, definitely check out her work. It is so beautiful. I'm sure you'll love it. So give it a look and you will find the show notes for this episode at letitiaringe.com forward slash Kate Myers. And that's K-A-T-E Myers. So just to close, I want to let you know that we are now in Libra season. Yay. Happy Libra season to all my friends and to all of you who have got birthdays uh, during this time. Happy birthday to you all. This season is all about balance, as I mentioned earlier, and we have now celebrated our equinox, our spring for the Southern Hemisphere and our autumn equinox for the Northern Hemisphere. And we just had our full moon in Aries, which is all about transformation. There's a lot of transformation on the card. So I just want to acknowledge this because if you're someone who's feeling a little bit emotional lately, things are, you know, changing and that's hard to to deal with the, you know, letting go. I just want you to know that a lot of people are experiencing these same things and that is all okay. Remember that for anything new that we bring into our life, we've got to create the space for it and change is good. So although it's scary, it's often good. We're only delivered what we need and there will be a big focus on relationships for many of us because this is what Libra is all about. So if you're finding that people are coming in and out of your life and you're having to make decisions, it's all for the best. And we don't need to ever part from anyone from a negative place. It's always one filled with love for that person. Our journeys sometimes just aren't on this at the same you know, stage. We might end up coming back together at some point and it's so beautiful when it does. But just know that this is all happening to support you. And I really hope that you take some time to just check in with yourself. Make sure you're not missing out on any of the beautiful lessons that have been delivered to you and that you're making sure that you're 
feeling your emotions and of course connecting to your masculine and feminine powers. Don't take things so seriously, especially when it seems hard. Okay, so our card today, which I'm really excited we got, is Rhiannon. She, the card says sorceress, and she says, you are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. So I can't actually remember if I've pulled this one for us before, but I've definitely had it. And I've, when I've done interviews before, I've pulled this for people. It's such a fun card. I will reveal the little description of it all on Instagram. If you want to go check that out, uh, I'll be sharing that in my stories in the next 24 hours. So if you're interested, go check that out. But this is just a little card I've pulled for all of us. So hopefully it resonates for you too. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, could you please have a think and see if there's someone in your life who this might be a great one to share with, especially if you've got any mothers out there who are dealing with this issue of not finding the time to, you know, either focus on themselves or create something or to run a business, whatever it is. Or if you've got someone who's just feeling like a little bit flat, something's missing in their life, they don't know what it is, share this episode with them. You never know who it will help. And of course, when it comes to this podcast and the community that I'm creating, I really want to spread this organically through word of mouth. So you're the best person to decide if someone might find this useful. So I really appreciate you also rating and reviewing the podcast because that helps get the right people to be able to enjoy this podcast as well and to also connect with you. So if you do that, please send me an email so that I can thank you. I also want to let you know that I do send out a newsletter which goes out roughly once per week uh, and includes my latest content and inspiration that you won't find anywhere else. I also like to give little updates about what's happening around us at the moment because I love to connect with what's going on in the seasons and also astrology and anything else that inspires me at the time. So if you'd love to receive those, then head over to letitiaringe.com forward slash community. All right, my beautiful friend, I wish you a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week for another episode to help you unlock your truth and purpose. Yes, when I say Satnam, that means true self. (laughs) So Satnam, bye. 